morning everybody happy new week uh we have just returned from our 27th ultimate for the of the retreat you can tell my voice is gone from all the singing and dancing and hosting and everything else that happened um so uh but i'm here i have been to my personal training session this morning i am uh ready to rock and roll with this uh with this half an hour live with nat which is a continuation on the one that i started last week because i didn't realize i had so much to say so i thought why not give it justice and actually do it properly and behind me i haven't had a chance to put up my media wall as i've been unpacking um from retreat so i thought why not put up the love hearts as this past weekend the theme was love and uh, we were taking lots of photos with these love hearts and ended up being, bringing a few of them back home. So before I begin the official part of this, I'm just going to do my shares in uh, the groups that we um, we go live with Live with Nat and then we're going to get started with the content and the continuation. So I'll do a summary on what we covered off last week and uh, then we're going to continue on with um, uh, with this uh, for this week. All right, so I'm just going to share this across to my groups where it needs to go. <clears throat> and to author your way to riches. Here we go. Ooh. And one more share. Um, let me know how your weekend was. What did you get up to this weekend? Was it busy or relaxed? Um, I always feel like I, I do end up doing two weeks in a row when it's retreat weekend because um, it only finished yesterday. But I did have my um i did have my 13 hour sleep i went to bed well i fell asleep a couple of times at 5 30 and 6 and then decided to go to bed at 7 till 7 this morning so i feel all refreshed and ready to go for the week okay so i'm just going to summarize guys what we covered off last week because it was part one and we started off talking about um the different stages of growth in business um there are four stages we talked, um, we talked about the startup phase or infancy phase, if you like, which is where the business is at around zero to $25,000. Then we talked about the um, adolescence phase or the growth phase where the business grows from 25000 to about $200,000. Then we talked about the, matur um, the maturity or adulthood phase um, or the scalability phase, which is at about 200000 to $2 million. And then um, we talked about the wisdom stage or the contribution phase, which is um, over $2 million. So uh, this morning uh, we um, covered off all the different actions. Hey sis, hope you had a great three day at your end, um, as we certainly did at our end. So, um, so this morning we're gonna talk a little bit about, we're gonna uh, continue on halfway. We stopped halfway through stage two last week. So if you didn't catch it, really do, because there was a lot of people messaging me and sending me uh, requests for the written content. So I actually have two pages of dot points um, of what I'm talking about and what I'm expanding on um, around this particular topic. So if you want a copy of that, just private message me and I can do um, uh, send it through to you. All right, so we covered off the actions you should be taking in the infancy or the startup phase last week. We started on the actions on the growth or adolescence phase. So now I'm going to do, um, what I'm going to do now is continue on because the growth and adolescence phase has the biggest amount of uh, uh, to-dos 
uh, because you're really, you know, I guess getting uh, the rocket has gotten off the ground, but it still needs a lot of energy to reach the scalability phase. Okay, so we talked about, um, so I'm just going to cover off some of the points we covered off in stage two, um, the adolescence phase, and I'll continue on from that. So we talked about niche, niche, niching. So in the startup phase, you must be, might be everything to everyone, figuring out uh, who you serve. But in the growth phase, you've monetized some part of your business, you've at least made $25,000. So you should um, know really where you're going. Hey, Nat, great to see you as well on the call. Okay, so you niche, 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 who are your core customers? Um, um, and how do you define them? The next thing was learn the art of value creation in any situation with your prospects. So about how you speak to different people depending on who they are and how do you extract the value in what you do to the, that particular sales conversation and knowing and learning the art of high sales with integrity. So I, I went through a lot of this in detail last week, so I'm not gonna go through, I'm just summarizing now. Learn the art of relationship building and how powerful relationship building is. Actually, just over this weekend, um, you know, because I'm so, so focused on, um, on my relationship long-term and I'm focused on quality over quantity in my business, um, you know, I had someone who has known me from the moment I started a business 10 years ago and she has now decided to become a client. So you can sometimes, um, you know, all the effort that you put in relationship building doesn't immediately reap rewards, but if you're consistent and if you nurture people and if you stay in touch and you continue to add value, then you will see things come through from areas you thought, oh my God, where, how did this just happen magically? But it's not magic. It really does take a lot of um, nurturing and being there and being and showing up, being assistant. So let's continue on. Now, the next point was build your email database with your unique products, okay? Um, so, um, uh, products and prospects, sorry. Uh, so build, uh, if you haven't started, like at a startup phase, a lot of businesses may not even know what a customer relationship management system is, but certainly at the growth phase, you should be, if you've been keeping things on a Excel spreadsheet, um, then, <laughs> hey, Amp, oh, great to see all, all my people from, you know, all these relationships that I've built over the uh, period of time. Like, Amp is like, seriously, um, um, one of the people that I met in Sydney, he used to live in Sydney, and I don't know if you're still there. I think maybe you're on the Gold Coast. But, yeah, we, we've known each other probably for a good seven years now and through the power of Facebook and catching up face-to-face -face and all that sort of stuff. So um, so build your email database. Get onto a proper customer relationship uh, management um, program and um, and start importing your, your prospects in there, but certainly also starting to set up, you know, autoresponder emails, regular communication so your people who um, need the solution to the problem that you're providing uh, get nurtured not everyone's going to be ready to do business from you uh, with you immediately uh, so um, so just uh, you know you need to be there and you need to be present um, and as long as you're adding value and stay top of mind with people your business will see growth and new uh, clients come in now, the following one is nurture your leads with compelling offers. So as you are um, releasing valuable content, um, you know, start practicing and testing different compelling offers, offers that are really triggering or, or, or pinpointing the, 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 uh, the, the hot 
points, pain points of your ideal prospects and seeing where you're getting results. Because as you're testing and measuring all of this, what you're getting ready for is the scalability phase of your business. Because when you get to the scalability phase, you generally have found the really hot, compelling offers that really work for you. And they're the ones you just have to, I guess, invest a lot of um, paid advertising because if you want to scale, you, you will need to get into paid advertising. But you know that they're the things that really work. So this phase being the growth phase, you are testing a lot of compelling offers and seeing what gets taken. And this is where a lot of people during this phase can feel quite overwhelmed because um, they might have and be putting out lots of offers out there, but that's that's the right place to be because how the hell are you going to know what which one of your offers is really like, you know, going to take off like, you know, people will um, snap it up like hotcakes. So, um, so it's really important to test, to use those hypnotic language and wording and to hear and ask your clients exactly what they want from you. And as you're nurturing people in your database, in, uh, in most of your emails, not every single one of them do you need to like have calls to action, but it, you know, you can make a very subtle call to, call to action in the PS of the body of your email. When you also, a hot tip around, um, you know, emailing your prospects, one of the most important things that is going to get your email open is the subject line. So if you haven't um, learned that before, uh, remember hypnotic language, curiosity driven subject lines are always going to be the ones that are going to get open. The, most and um, and you're gonna get the you know the most uh, response out of those. All right, so the following one is um, connect with leaders uh, and find out what um, they need in their business and how you can support them. So this is where you know I don't know if Francesca's still on the call, but um, uh, Francesca and I uh, often say to people, you know, when you go to an event, who do you connect with? And um, and she she teaches her audience, and I certainly. Uh, back this up but you connect with the organizer and you connect with the speaker because those are the people of influence at that particular event and you look for ways of how you can help them right so it's not about getting something from them initially in this growth phase is about nurturing and building the relationships with those people of influence and sh uh, and showing your support for what they do because it will you know, it's a givers game if they see you willingly give your time and and um, your, um, uh, you know, your expertise or whatever, whatever way you're going to help them, um, you know, in return, uh, you know, that they'll want to help you. That there's going to be a bond and a relationship being built. It doesn't happen overnight. You need to turn up to places and be helpful to these people on multiple occasions, um, and then the relationship will naturally evolve. And what happens when you're connected and you have that close bond with influential people? Well, they'll certainly want to do stuff for you when the right time to ask for or, or seek support from them comes. So this is something that we've been doing like since day one, and whenever I am, you know, wherever I would go, you know, I would always uh, turn up earlier to not uncomfortably early but turn up earlier to see if anyone needed a hand setting up the venue you know just anything that I could do um, so that I would build that close bond with those people now following one is look for speaking opportunities as much as possible so at this stage of your business being the adolescent stage between 25 to two hundred thousand dollars you should be saying yes to everything 
Absolutely everything. And um, and certainly 2015, I think it was, was my year where I set this goal that I was going to speak at 100 events, okay? And whether those events, so it could have been a mix of my own um, events um, and, um, and, you know, speaker, guest speaker and others. So it was it had to be a combination of 100 events. And certainly I did, I actually think I um, rec uh, created at the end of the year this video, um, I think if you Google it on YouTube, 100 events, Natasha Denman, um, it'll come up and it shows like the whole year of what we did. And you would notice that not every single one of those events was at Massive. Some of them are, I'm speaking like in front of two or three people, uh, but certainly I fulfilled that number. And I believe that if you say yes and you speak to a lot of places, that's where not only um, is it about hey, getting sales or conversions or, you know, expanding your business one to many, but it builds your confidence and it builds your clarity and ability to externalize what you are an expert in and, um, and keep saying your stuff because you get better and better at it. And I can tell you when I reflected back on those 100 events, were they all good for business? Uh, no, but were they all good for me and um, uh, the publicity, that um, the exposure, the, the things that I created from them? Absolutely. For my personal development, that was um, something that I would never take back. So then the following years, I still continued on. There was a period of two or three years that I just spoke everywhere and I went everywhere. Um, the last two years, I have been very selective because we are, you know, very close moving from the scalability phase even to the fourth stage, which is the wisdom contribution um stage of the business so we're right on that cusp between the two and certainly i need to be selective in order to be able to serve the people that um that that are my clients so i'm busier um servicing and being and creating more systems in the business over um needing to generate um you know that publicity um and top of mind and you know sort of um uh build the business awareness, I guess, in the marketplace because that's been more established now. So that's a big one and I've like kind of put an asterisk next to it. Look for speaking opportunities as much as possible. Um, following one is connect with individuals who run big groups and events, yep, to know how you can add value to their groups. So this is goes back to, you know, connect with leaders and connectors. I think those two points are all very, very similar. So invest in microsites. So what's a microsites um, and small-scale marketing? Well, microsites are landing pages, Morning back, landing pages, um, uh, blogs, giveaways, um, so so things like that, which uh, which is not like building a full blown website, but something where you can attract leads and maybe you can trial a little bit of paid advertising to see how your um, compelling offers fare. So the, so start mucking around with those. Uh, the recommendation would be um, ClickFunnels would be a great uh, platform to invest in because I believe ClickFunnels you will end up using throughout or your scalability and your wisdom um, contribution stage later on. Uh, we certainly have. There is lead pages as well. However, I believe ClickFunnels is the front leader for for this kind of stuff and it has a lot, um, you know, it's widely used by um, the most, you know, famous entrepreneurs out there. Good morning, Amy, to you as well. All right, so um, create a system for delivering your products and services. So we're still here at the uh, growth or adolescence phase between twenty-five to $200,000 uh, in your business. So, so you need to be documenting and writing everything that you're doing. I remember, when I started doing this in, um, I think it was the start of my third year, end of my second year, third year, 
And my mentor Peter said to me, Nat, um, you know, everything that you do in your business, like you've obviously been doing it now for a couple of years, and he goes, write down everything you do with clients. What do you do in session one? What do you do in session two? How do you find that client? All that. And I kind of decided to set aside two hours every week and just document some of the stuff that I was doing. And I just filed it away in a folder on my computer and didn't think too much of it until I was prompted and, um, and asked by a few people around when I was networking, uh, well, um, we love what you do. Um, I would love to know how you do it. And this is where that uh, licensing model was developed because I had already pre-written so much of my systems, if you like, that uh, when I was ready to make the manuals for it and all that, I actually didn't have to spend a ton of time because it was just compiling and cutting and pasting and reorganizing and creating some manuals, which is what launched that licensed um, opportunity for ultimate weight loss to lose the last 10 kilos. So, um, uh, sorry, creating system a system for how you deliver your products and services will ultimately also be able to be replicated by other people or people that you're going to employ to do it on your behalf because when you're at the scalability phase of your business, you are going to need more people to um, support you and to be able to uh, you know, do what you do in a similar, if not the same way. All right, number, uh, Nick, number, there's no number. There's another dot point. Scal uh, create scalable processes and products strategy for the next stage so this is links up so the first one uh, the, the previous one is more about how you deliver your products and services the following on scalable processes and product strategy for the next stage is what are the processes that you go through because they're the ones that are you going to give to a virtual assistant or to your own personal assistant or whoever is going to be part of the business uh, what are those processes that you repeatedly do you're holding them up in your head so you're getting stuff now from your head onto systemized screenshot videos and I've talked about how to create systems a few different ways I think that was like a few for um, four or five weeks uh, back I think I did a live on that one um, so it's really 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 important because holding it up there it just creates I think overwhelm and um, and inconsistency more so if you're holding it all up there you're probably not doing it exactly the same every single time when a client comes on board so it's really important that you that, that you create your own systems. Now, the use of asana.com, asana, A-S-A-N-A.com, uh, can be really helpful for project management of what are the steps that you take um, with onboarding your clients, with hosting an event, with follow-up after um, you know, speaking gigs, all that kind of stuff. You can actually set it up and because if you're the only person in your business, you can just allocate the tasks all, all to yourself. As your business grows, you will allocate the tasks to the other people who are responsible for different stuff in the business. So really, really, really important. Following one is invest in marketing and credibility building opportunities. Okay, so start, you know, you're still out there really building up a lot of awareness of who you are and what your brand is. So what are other marketing opportunities? Um, are there some expos that you can be part of? Is there, you know, um, uh, you know, other credibility like, uh, like publicity? Do you need to learn a little bit more about publicity and do it for yourself and um, put yourself out there? Um, sponsoring, sponsoring certain events, you know, you, don't, you know, sponsorships, people can think that it can be, that, that are uh, super expensive, but there are sponsorships of some events that um, 
uh, can be replaced. Um, you know, you might provide a service or a product versus money. Um, so there's different opportunities to look for. Uh, but I think even small business expos and those kind of things uh, would work really, really well. So you're really, really getting out there and uh, being seen and being heard by people. And of course, yes, you, um, you're adding value through social media and continuing to connect with your uh, audience. And those that love what you do will follow you and you will start to get that consistency and continue this growth phase of your business. Next one is learn to sell from webinars, stages, and video promos. Um, webinars are a great way to, um, to be able to host an event without physically um, going out there, although I'm a big fan of the offline event uh, model over webinars, but I know that uh, there are many experts out there that monetize webinars um, so much. Um, at this stage of the business, I also um, used to do a lot of um, webinar swaps. Um, so webinar swaps are when you host or deliver your expertise for someone else's database and an hour later, they deliver their expertise to your database. So if you're at this growth phase, you might have a big enough now database to start uh, being able to have that value back. And uh, this is where you can start continuing to grow your database, but be learning how to sell from webinars. Uh, certainly recommend that you do a few of your own before you start doing webinar swaps because it's at webinar swaps, you know, that um, you want to make sure that you really, really are going to make the other uh, person who's letting you speak to their people from the database, you're going to make them look good. So do a lot of practice on your own. Who cares if only two or three people come uh, because a lot of the time on a webinar style platform, no one can actually tell how many people are on that particular webinar. The numbers, some do, some some don't. So just pretend like there are hundreds of people there. And even if you have to pre-write some questions and all that, that you can ask from the audience, you know, there's some little tips and tricks that you could do um, in that regard so that, um, and so that it feels like interactive and um, and at the end of the day, you know what? You get a recording. You get a, you know you can record your webinar and it could be a valuable piece of content that you can add to your membership area. And so every time you're doing something, think about: Am I recording this? Should I be recording this? Could I then compile all of these amazing uh, videos and footage that could add value? And when I am presenting my high value offer that people get these as bonuses and all that kind of stuff. So really, really think always when you're doing something, is there another purpose for this later on? Because something that I have always done throughout the business is I've never kind of almost sat down and I, now I'm going to create this online course. Now I'm going to create these videos and blah, blah, blah. I've just hosted events, filmed them, hosted webinars, recorded them and uploaded and have those things available to my clients. All right, so following one is build your team for design, marketing and event needs. So usually, um, you know, uh, you know by, by this stage, you are needing to look uh, consistent and on brand all of the time. So therefore, it's really important to have someone who is going to be uh, someone who knows you well and that you can go back to because as time goes on, it's not just that you need your business cards, your pull-up banner and two or three other things that you think are the core foundational things to have for your business. You are going to need different um, flyers, pro product um, sheets and all that kind of stuff. And if you really want to uh, look 
highly professional it's good to have someone that you've gotten to know and they've gotten to know you so that you can consistently use them we have been using our um, a designer for the last five years and um, and certainly I've had my uh, virtual assistant for more than four years uh, which is where she supports me with all of my event needs um, and Stuart obviously is more in the marketing space so you slowly start to think of how you are going to uh, allocate the different tasks and jobs because you can't do absolutely everything you think you can at the beginning but neither should you uh, want to do absolutely everything in the business because other people who are better at it can do a better job and you can, um, and then it, it, they become part of your team. Whether they become part of your in-house team or it's someone that you regularly go to, it doesn't matter. And usually I would say small business owners would have um, not someone fully full-time employed by their team to at in this stage it'll be other people who are working on uh, project by project or maybe on a retainer or something like that so there's that one all right we've got a couple of things I've got to go on page number two of this one okay oh, a couple of things left and then we're going to touch on the scalability and the adulthood phase and as I said I knew this was going to take three weeks so next Monday we're going to finish it off and finish the um, uh, the uh, adulthood and uh, last one, the contribution phase, which is beyond $2 million. Okay, so a provider on value via blogs and giveaways. So at this stage, you are pretty much, not only are you looking for, to speak everywhere, you're writing blogs, you're recording vlogs, you're doing live streams um, and, um, and any special giveaways that you can create. So you really are turning up and, um, and serving your audience um, so that they know they're building that trust, know and like because you're in a growth phase. So you are wanting to attract the volume of clients to be able to then transition into the scalability or the adulthood phase, which is beyond $200,000 in revenue to $2 million. And last of all, consider in this stage, and it's not absolutely necessary, but for a full-scale website can be useful. But if you have actually learned the art of value creation, you would have so many uh, referral clients who are paying you that premium price that you can um, go even without it. And even to this day, and I think I said it last week, I don't um, rely or even um, send people to my full-blown website. I um, I meet people, I talk to people, I run my events, and my website is just there if someone wants to stalk me, right? Or, you know, I really, really rarely um, ever think, um, because I'm, of course, I'm not, um, I'm not uh, sending traffic there myself, it's however else it's uh, search engine optimized, but um, I seriously believe that however we turn up, and who, how we create our value of what we do and communicate, communicate to people why we do it and, of course, how we do it, then that is the stuff that um, will attract people. And then, of course, word of mouth and referrals and your networking and speaking, all of that should be bringing you, um, you know, enough business. The website should always be, uh, certainly you need a website, uh, but it's not the be-all and end-all of a business because people work with people um, and they'd rather get to know you first. So that's that. I think I, I better I keep it clean now and stop at this um, the end of this phase. So next week, guys, we're going to talk about 
the scalability phase, which is between $200,000 to $2 million, and then the wisdom phase and the contribution phase, which is beyond $2 million in the business. And we'll be able to close this series of stages of growth in business and the actions that you should be taking as a result of it. Um, we have officially finished our last event, which was our retreat yesterday with the love theme. Um, and, um, and today, actually, if you didn't know, and you're one of those people who did purchase my 20 20 planner it starts today how awesome is that 25th of november is the first day um there it is 25th of november um i um i basically put the other one at rest and i'm starting to use my new one which is nice finally not having to carry around two um so if you don't have one of these planners um go and grab one from our website writerbook.com.au from the shop page and um, we don't have the little ones. Actually, I've got three or four of the small black ones, but the big A4s, um, uh, there's like about 30 or 40 left of pink and black's got only about seven. So there you go. That's it for today and from me. After one more live, I'll get to rest my voice and recover. And in two weeks' time, we're going to America for White Christmas. So you've got me for a couple of more Mondays. And then uh, we're going to have our end of year break um, and uh, restart fresh and all excited for 2020. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and smash it out. <laughs>